Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Radio show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And on tonight's show, we will discuss cheating, amongst other things in relationships. But first, before I get started, let me explain to you how this show works for those who may be new to it. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers. All of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, Simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. 
And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 624 starts right after a word from a few of my supporters. Attention homeowners, wholesalers, and investors. Have a home with little, no, or negative equity? Don't despair. There are options for these and other so-called bad homes. We work with you to find lease or rent-to-own tenants. And if you want a home but traditional methods aren't working, we can help you too. Contact us, 100kinvesting.99on.com or 208-649-4803. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. Visit the website, divine2protect.com. The cold hard truth is, you can never be overprepared. Right now, at divine2protect.com, you will find the tools needed to keep yourself, your home, and your loved ones safe. From security systems to self-defense products, divine2protect.com has everything you need. All of our products are effective, affordable, and could have life-changing effects. Protection is the key to your safety. Divine2Protect.com. That's Divine, the number two, Protect.com. Go visit now. All right. My thanks to 100kinvesting.99on.com. My thanks to thecrystalshow.com. And Divine to Protect, and that's the number two, Divine to Protect.com, for all being supporters of the Talk to Q radio show tonight. And also at the end of the show, I will have yet another song by Sorantos Malosia called Did You Cheat? And I think it's fitting for this show. So be sure to check that out at the end of the broadcast. Sorantos Malosia with yet another song being. Debuted here on the Talk to Q Radio Show. 347-202-0215 is the number. Let me go to the phone lines. To the 850 area code, I go. Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, to welcome on the man in black, making his way to the ring. Buck, what's going on, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? I am outstanding. How are you, sir? Outstanding. Glad to be home and relaxing. And it's been a hot day today down here in Pensacola, and a lot of hard work. But glad to be home and chilling out and being on the show. That's what's up. I appreciate. I will go way further north of you to the Motor City of Detroit to welcome on the author, the show hostess, and also the show legend, Miss Crystal Hickerson. Chris, what's going on with you? Hold on, let me try this again and maybe without leaving her on mute. Um, Chris, what's going on with you? <laughs> Thank you. How are you? Doing well. How you doing, Crystal? Hey, how you doing, Buck? 
All right. Anyone else want to join in, feel free to hit one on your phone. That lets me know that you're ready to enter the host queue and you have something on your mind or something you want to get off your chest. We'll get right to it. Um, as far as relationships go, I mean, I never about how many people And if you think about it hard enough, then it's like, how many happy couples do you actually know? Um, I know a lot of people, but I don't know too many what I consider happy couples. Uh, Now, the definition of a happy couple varies from person to person. Some people deal with liars, cheaters, and abusers, and they'll be quick to tell you that they're happy. But my definition is someone who is in an uplifting, loving relationship where both parties look to build up rather than tear down. Now, I've seen people in relationships and marriages systematically tear down their significant other piece by piece, like husbands who aren't active parents with their children or women who can't keep negativity out their mouths. And I've looked at couples and wondered how they even became a couple in the first place. And I think it's because of that cheating is almost expected in relationships to some people. Now, I'm not saying it's for everyone, but I know some people who actually expect the other person to cheat because one person can't possibly satisfy us, right? I mean, you know, you get one person for dates, one person to give you a little money, one person for sex, one for travel, and so on and so on, because we've been told that we can have it all when that's not usually the case. I mean, no one is has everything. So I guess um, where I want to start first and I will go with you, Buck. Um, I mean, what's your definition of being happy in a relationship? Well, my definition is, you know, somebody that not only are you good, for, you know, best friends with, but somebody that you know that you you enjoy being around and being able to share your life with. A lot of times, you can be in a relationship and not enjoy yourself with that person, but when you find somebody that you can enjoy life with somebody that likes some of the same things you like. If they like, if you like football, she likes football. Um, if, you know, if y'all like simple things like just sitting down and playing cards or, you know, going somewhere, you know, to a nice restaurant to eat or just going somewhere, you know, maybe going out to listen to live music and blues, jazz, whatever. Um, you know, somebody that you can share your life with, someone that, you know, if you had a bad day, you can sit down and tell them, and they tell you it's going to be okay, and vice versa. I mean, it's got to work both ways. It can't just work one way. Um, you know, when your lady get home, if she, you know, you washing your car or whatever, you wash her car when you, when she pulls up in the driveway. You don't even have to say, you know, you don't have to, you know, she doesn't have to ask. You just automatically do it. As soon as she pull up, you know, do it. If, you know, check the oil or whatever. Somebody you can do, you know, work anything you want to. You know, with and that's you know that's my definition of, of being happy. Okay, Crystal, do you want to build on that? You have something completely different, or I mean, what's your definition of being happy in a relationship? Well, I guess that's it. You know, finding someone who you're compatible with, uh, someone that you know, you know, basically what just Buck just said, just you someone you're friends with. Um, and someone you actually want to have sex with and um, someone that you want to spend time with and you have things in common outside of just the romance part of it. Right. Okay. And And it's funny because I know a lot of people may have chuckled 
lot of the listeners when you said someone you actually want to have sex with, but that's important. There's some people who look at sex as a chore with their significant other, and it's not always that fun. Right. So, all right. So, not including relatives, and Crystal, I'll stick with you. Not including relatives. I mean, how many happy couples do you can you think of off the top of your head? I mean, how many do you know? I mean, do you think that you know it's more out there than what's being stated, or they're a r- rare thing to find? They're a rare thing to find. Um, but then again, you have to think about what is your definition of happy. But mm-hmm. when we think happy couple, as in two people together, um, living life um, as a pair and as a unit, I think that's rare. Uh, I think there are people who are happy who who also are in a relationship, meaning they are not necessarily living a life together, but they're living the life side by side. <laughs> you know, um, they make a great team. Uh, they right. make great parents, and they have same goals financially or how they want their life to look. They stay together because of that, and they know that, whether it's verbalized or not, you know, out loud, officially, but they know that, well, I'm not going anywhere, even though, okay, yeah, I'm not gaga over him, or, yeah, you know, maybe in the beginning, it was, everything was, you know, com- you know, passionate and whatever, but now, now we're back, we're at the reality level, and so now we are just great partners in life, and raising our children, and in building this particular home that we want. So it depends on what you think of as, as happiness. So maybe that could be happy. They are happy because they are able to have a lifestyle that they want, you know. So I don't know. Sometimes it's a trade-off, but sometimes the trade-off of, you know, gaga romance is not is not what they want long-term. Or okay. they're just having a fair for that. I mean, it's like I could I could see love and in families when I was a kid and like for example with my parents. My parents my father got on my mom's nerves. Okay. I mean he he's always sarcastic, he always cracking jokes. And my mom, you know, twenty four seven it would wear her out. She was the only woman in the house. You know, no other women in the house, and it would it would get on her nerves. And by the same token, she knew how to push my dad's buttons too. But when it came down to it, you could still see the love. You know, despite their bickering or whatever situation that comes with. You know, forty what forty six years of marriage, um, you could still see pieces of love in there, and. For example, you know, if someone said anything out of the way to my mom, my father would probably literally rip rip their head off, you know. And it's like today, I'm not saying that doesn't exist, but now it's like people seem like they're so, so quick to give up, all right, to quit, to where, you know, the little bickering that's really not a big deal, people get so sensitive and caught in their emotions that they're ready to either cheat or end their relationship over it. And that's why I see a lot, especially with um, the generation, my generation and younger, 
And bump, I mean, when you think about it, how many happy couples do you know? I mean, off the top of your head, I mean, not including relatives, do you really think that happy couples are a majority anymore? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. It's it's really hard. I mean, I just think that people don't take the time to really work on a relationship anymore. Um, they, I mean, today's life is so much. It's so much different. It's so diverse. And life is challenging, probably more so now than it ever has been. So, you know, people are not willing to, you know, willing to, you know, stick it out. And sometimes sticking it out is the best thing you can do because that's how you, in a relationship, you grow. I understand that, you know, there's there's things that you just can't, you know, get over or whatnot. But at the same time, you got to, you know, if both people are giving it a, a, a legitimate shot, then it's well worth it, you know, to stick in it. Because back in the day, if you think about it, I'm old school, so people had. It's not like people didn't have things that happened back in the day. They just dealt with them and they stuck it out. They stuck it together for, you know, like the vows say, for better or for worse, for richer or poor, for through sickness and in health. You know, you there's challenging times. Now, I mean, people got less money, people getting sick all the time, um, you know, whatever the case may be. You have to, sometimes you just have to stick it out, man, because you stick it out. Man, that may be the thing that really gets, you know, puts the relationship together. That puts the glue, or should I say the meat in the sandwich. And if you stick it out, man, through thick and thin, man, your relationship will blossom, man. And it'll, it'll, it'll turn out good because sometimes you're right there at the peak of that relationship and something something may come up and then, you know, you decide to, you know, go in a different direction. And that mean, you know, that could have been your soulmate. And you just, you know, now, you know, you kind of shit on your own, you shit on your blessing because, you know, you don't take the time or the initiative to just, you know, stick it out. Okay. Sticking it out is definitely. You breaking up. I'm sorry. I don't, you think. You sound like a strobe light. That was funny. If, if a strobe light, if a strobe light got a sound, that's what it was right there. <laughs> and is it any better? I'm afraid I I, I don't know. You're what good right going now. On. Okay. You're good right now. All right. I'll say so the number one more time. They didn't hear that. Crystal, should a relationship have peaks and valleys, or should it be consistently one way throughout? Well, it can't be consistent one way throughout. That's that's illogical. It has to have peaks and valleys because we have peaks and valleys. We we're not the same all the time, and so uh, a relationship can't be the same. Life isn't the same all the time. You're constantly changing. You're constantly, you know, moving and evolving, or you know, declining, whatever. So you know, you you have to. You have to know that some days some days is going to be good, some days is going to be, you know, not so great. And some days, you know, I've heard people um, talk about, you know, right now we're in love. Um, and, you know, maybe six months ago we weren't, but now we're back to that, you know, kind of giddy time together. I mean, that's just the way it is. But I think a lot of times relationships end because, People do think that it's supposed to be the same all the time. You're supposed to be wonderful to me every single day, all the time. And, you know, 
this fantasy ridiculousness. And then so as soon as something bad happens, they're like, okay, I'm out, you know, kind of a thing. So. I mean, do you think that, um, like, for example, when it comes to marriage, that it kind of starts at a high point and just decline from there? Because uh, there are some people who just think that you reach, that you can reach, there's some people who think you can reach a peak in a relationship and it kind of goes downhill from there. Not saying that it goes downhill to the point of divorce, but it's kind of like it just never, you know, reaches that peak again. Well, I think that um, it depends on the people and the couple, and are they really, really compatible for for each other? I think some people who aren't aren't that compatible, or their lives have changed, or their their thinking has changed from once they first started in their marriage, that um, you know that they become different people. So either they say, okay, well, I'm just gonna I'm not gonna do any better. Or why mess up my life now that everything's going basically fine except for this one little thing. So let me just, you know, keep going with it. And then there's others who who will end it. But I think that's why it's said that you're supposed to kind of remarry each other, recommit to each other every seven years, as they say. Um, You know, every really every life changing event that happens, children leave, you know, or you move or whatever things that make a major impact. On, on your life, I think you're supposed to recommit to each other to say, can I really do this and start again within that marriage? Okay. Well, Buck, um, you've always mentioned on this show that communication is the key. If that's the case, why do people choose not to communicate in relationships? I mean, everyone knows it's important going in. What makes it so hard? I think the reason why it's so hard, a lot of people go on assumptions, and the assumption is the mother of all fuck-ups. You can't assume anything. You have to, um, you really have to, you really do have to sit down and communicate. You got to sit down and talk about things, because sometimes, I know we get busy in our day-to-day lives. We're always busy. Um, You know, you have things going on all the time. Um, Work schedule is hellacious. Um, If you got kids at home, you know, you get, you know, and they have extracurricular activities. You're taking them to band or football practice, baseball practice, soccer, whatever they may be into. Um, you know, you got to make sure when you get home, you got to make sure homework's done. Make sure the dog's fed if you have pets or cats or whatever. Um, go to the grocery store, you know, cook dinner. I mean, so when, by the time you settle down and get the kids to bed, you know, everything's done, homework's done. And then you sit up there and watch TV, and you trying to unwind, and your your significant other's trying to unwind. So you you know that's the time that you really should be talking. You know how was your day? How's this? How's that? How's the other? You know whatever. And it doesn't get done. And and everybody knows communication is key. It, our lives are so fast paced now that we just don't sit down long enough to breathe. You know sometimes when you get home, you get off early. Your significant others at home, go for a walk. I don't care if it's two hundred, you know, hundred degrees outside. Go for a walk, you know, just so you can get that quality time with that person. So therefore, you know, maybe they had a bad day and they they don't say anything about it when you're trying to unwind because they figure you don't want to hear it. Well, if there's nobody at home, go ahead and get it done. Sit down. How was your day? I had a shitty day. My day sucked. So you know, you do whatever it takes. 
to make that make your significant other feel good, whether it's rubbing their feet, back, sit down, listen to some music, no TV, cook dinner, go out to eat, whatever it takes to, you know, keep that line of communication open. It's important in every aspect of a relationship, from the sexual part of it to the, you know, just from the friendship side of it. Every part of the relationship requires communication. And if you don't communicate, you grow apart. And when you grow apart, you know, everything else starts falling apart. So that's why I always say communication is key because if you don't communicate, it's just not going to work. Okay. Very good, sir. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number. And so, Crystal, I guess the the main question is: Is cheating the new norm? You know, is upgrading the thing to do since people can't seem to be satisfied with relationships now? I mean, everything we do these days basically encourages us to move on to something bigger and better. Well, yeah. Hello? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry. Film at 11. Anyway. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I know. I'm doing several things at once, actually. But anyway. um. Mm. <laughs> no, hardly. What? What was the question? Oh, the new norm. Um, I was, is cheating, okay, is cheating um, the new, new norm, upgrading? I think um, for a lot of people it is. I think um, a lot of people feel um, that because, it. well, you know, this day and age we're always, um, we're never focusing, as I'm not focusing right now, we're not focusing on anything, one thing. Um, we're doing several other things at once. We think we can... Um, you know, have everything, and then, you know, your relationship tends to be put on the back burner. Um, And sometimes, you know, you feel that, well, you're so great (laughs) that, you know, you should be shared or that, you know, your main person should be happy because, you know, you have this great life together. And so what that, you know, you have this chick on the side or a guide or, you know, you go on a business trip and, you know, you experience something. So, I mean, it's like a big deal. It has nothing to do with our real, my real life because it's not my real life. It's like a fantasy. It's just something I did. It has nothing to do with my real life, which is my family, which is you, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I do think it's the norm. It's it's very easy um, now, of course, to get divorced, and there's so many that you can do, and there's so many other options that are that are mm-hmm. not as um, Look down upon like just living together and just being together and not getting married um, and or having you know swinger type lifestyles or whatever. I mean, so a lot of people are. I mean, there are people who are married who live on opposite coasts, so you know they don't even live in the same home. You know, but you know, so I think that the, the life has changed. Um, the way we interact has changed. Um, so I think that um, that type of traditional marriage to people um, or whatever is not exactly the only option that's acceptable. So, yeah, <laughs> I think that it, it is not so much cheating is becoming the norm. I think what's becoming the norm is different ways of 
being in a relationship. So. Okay. But what do you think? Is cheating the new norm? You know, is it easier to upgrade than it is to stick it out? <laughs> Man, if, if you got common sense, it's easy to stay in a relationship that you're in depending on the situation. Um, there's bad situations out there that you just can't be, you can't be in. You won't get into those. But the thing is, is that I don't think it's a new norm. I just think people just need to actually, I think people have, I think people have forgotten how to communicate with each other. I think because of the evolution of, you know, of social media, you know, people want to talk online or via text or anything. And I think, you know, the newer generation just doesn't know how to how to sit down and talk face to face. You know, I laugh at, at all these dating sites and stuff. I know, you know, a lot of people like to go that route these days, but you know, and they end up with some something really freaky in. But the thing is, is that I think, you know, like I said, communication is key. People don't know how to talk to each other anymore. You know, it's funny when you go out and, you know, you sit down and you're eating and you see people, you know, trying to communicate with each other. I think it's even kind of screwed up some of our generation as well because you see people and, you know, they're kind of sitting kind of funny, you know, at the table. They're not, you know, not conversating like normal or they got their phone in their hand while the other one's sitting there talking and, you know, and they sit. I'm like, dude, y'all should be, y'all should be on a date. You know, y'all should be conversating, looking each other in the eye and things of that nature. So if you, if you start out a relationship and there's a lack of communication on the front side, then, you know, and you don't have a good understanding about, you know, there's a lot of things in a relationship you got to talk about. If you don't ever talk about them, then you really, I mean, you're not going to accomplish anything, you know, then that's how, you know, cheating is, you know, becomes a part of, you know, you, you go to find somebody else. The grass ain't necessarily green on the other side. So you have to just sit back, relax, you know, take take time for each other. As long as you take time for each other, things will blossom. And you got to keep things fresh. You know, you got to, you know, keep things fresh. But that's for another show. But commun- you got to communicate. So, therefore, cheating won't, ever come in, won't even come into existence in your relationship. Okay. And so, Crystal... Here's a tough question that I know people would love to hear the answer to. Is there a way to recognize loyalty in a person? Can you see that someone may have your best attentions at heart? You know, what signs do you look for? Oh, geez. <laughs> I know, right? I think that if people really had a, the answer to that, you know, de- definitively, I think I think loyalty is it means different things to different people, um, and it can be expressed differently. You may find someone who is, you know, people say that they're not very loyal, but they are loyal to one or two people in their life, for you know their own reasons. So, um, I think you know that's, and you know, and, and who owes someone loyalty, and and what does it take? for someone to be loyal to another person. So uh, I think all those things come into play, and it's not just, you know, one thing you can look at. I think you have to look at the relationship and and look at um, how the two people interact with each other and do they both uh, have a level of trust, you know, with each other. So so that's, 
I don't know. It's not something that you can just say, if this person does this and that and that, then that means that they're loyal to you. I mean, how someone shows you they're loyal to you, of course, just being there for someone, being present for them, um, and paying attention to them, being thoughtful, um, honing in on them, and um, actually taking the time to figure out who they are and understanding that and appreciating it and recognizing something inside them. I mean, that's what makes that's what that's what friends are about, friendships, and that's what makes people loyal to another person. I mean, I don't think it's um, it's any one thing. I mean, some one person can say, "I'm loyal to them. I'm a very loyal friend," but someone else may say, "I can't get that bitch on the phone to save my life." I'm like, "You damn right, you can't." <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> so it just depends on the people who you're, you know, talking about, really, the relationship. All right, Buck. So. I mean, I, I understand her response completely. What's your definition of loyalty, and how do you recognize it in a person? Well, when you have somebody that's loyal to you, I mean, they're willing to, you know, they're willing to die for you. I mean, they're willing to go the extra mile. Um, I know y'all have heard me say several times on a radio show, I'd rather have somebody that will, if I'm outside working on my car, change my oil, that will actually get up, you know, I don't expect them to do it, but if they decide they want to get out there and help me, they can, you know, and that's, you know, that's great. Um, but, you know, I, that's something that, you know, that's that's a man job as far as I'm concerned, but if you're willing to get out there, you know, you're willing to get out there and get dirty with me, those are the ones that's loyal. You have a sink bur- sink bust in your house with pipe burst, and she she willing to get in, that, get in there and get, get, get in the trenches with you, that's the kind of person that you want by your side. You know, that, that's one that you can ride or die with. So, you know, if you, they're willing to get dirty with you just like you're willing to get dirty with them, then you know you got somebody that's loyal. Okay. And, uh, you know, loyalty is, to me, is difficult. And you notice that we're we're having to say what's your definition of this What's your definition of that? And that's the importance of communication because, you know, like like Crystal says, what means something to one person may not mean it to the other. And that's where a lot of us fall into the same old trap every single relationship. We think, we assume that the other person has the same definition as we do on everything, and they don't because we don't talk it out, you know. And uh, loyalty is very difficult to recognize because most people, you know, appear to be very loyal when they first start off in a relationship. It's what happens down the line. You know, is it a defining moment? And, and Crystal, I'll go back to you. Um, is it a defining moment? Um, you know, someone goes through something, that person has to kind of stick it out with them. Or, I mean, can you, can you think of examples where loyalty may show? Well, again, it's very individual um, because, you know, I think when I say being there for someone, uh, the person who is uh, loyal to you will, will you know, be willing to kind of, I guess, what Buck was um, saying regarding be willing to get dirty with you, be willing to, you know, sit in the darkness with you when, you know, you're feeling bad 
Um, they may not have anything great to say, which a lot of times there is nothing to say. I mean, just being there with somebody and being present with them and letting them know that, you know, I'm not just here for the good times and for the fun times. I'm going to be there for you, with you through the bad times. And usually it's like one or two people in your whole life you can name who will do that. Um, and it's not something that you have to ask for. I think that's another kind of a sign um, they don't uh, wait for you to ask for help or for support or, you know, uh, you know, I think the hardest support to get is when some, emotional support, when someone is just willing to, to listen to you and be there and um, be that, you know, voice on the other end of the phone or the, or someone who just comes over when you're feeling down and they don't leave when you, you know, when you act like a bitch or whatever. They just stay with you because they know, you know, you have to ride it with them. So, you know, you don't wait for that. But, again, that goes back to just being friends. And you, a person who's loyal wouldn't know that. Um, that person wouldn't know that unless they really cared about you and they are, they're watching you. They are paying attention um, to your highs and lows or whatever. They check in with you, and say, you know, how are you doing, what's going on. And, yeah, they don't wait for you to say, hey, I need something. They just, they're there. They're there anyway, you know. And you can feel it, you know. A lot of times um, you can feel when that person is loyal for you because you're willing to say things to them and to open up and, and allow them to be there, you know. So it's, it's really, it's, it's sometimes it's intangible. It's hard to put to words. Um, but I, I bet you can think of one or, just one or two people probably in your life, more if you're lucky, you know, one if you're lucky, you know, that you can say that's that person, your friend that you can go to um, and be there, and they'll they'll be there for you every time. And I say this, you know, someone, just because you, you know, like giving money or something, things that people do, I have people in my life that, um, you know, they're always there to give money, you know, I mean, <laughs> all the time, like, you know, raining money, but um, you never see them any other time, you know what I mean? They're never there for you. Um, but they, uh, But they think that's Enough, you know what I mean? A lot of people do. A lot of people think that, oh, oh, hey, she needs this here. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. Thank you. And then you never see them again. You know, never, you, know, you never hear from them. Um, and you think it's the other way around, but sometimes that's, that hurts more when it's just that or, you know, they're just there for the tangible stuff, but they're not there to really, really just be there with you. So, right. I don't know. That's what loyalty is, I guess. Well, I think loyalty is and this is not regarding relationships this is just in general loyalty is walking into your friend's apartment and seeing him on the floor next to his pregnant girlfriend's dead body and then burying said dead body for him um those who watch power will understand <laughs> that's loyalty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it doesn't get any loyal than that. Burying a dead body is is where you know that person's down with you. You got that right. I guess so. Yeah. Damn, that's loyal. Yeah, that's right. loyal in the bag of chips right there. Yeah. Four flat tires. Four flat tires and the strap. That's loyalty right there. All right. So a few more questions just to just to wrap it up. Um. Well, I guess we need to define cheating because cheating is different for everyone. And, Buck, what's your definition of cheating? 
think everybody knows. I really don't have a, really a definition for it. If you want to ask for a definition, um, you know, somebody just you know, somebody just get out there and just you know do the wrong thing. You know, they start you know messing around you know, with somebody else, um, and messing out messing around means from you know from a sexual standpoint. Now I don't call cheating somebody talking to somebody else or, you know, being nice to somebody else or anything like that. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that have crazy definitions of cheating. Just because you're talking, for, talking to somebody else, you know, they may have been friends with that person much longer than they knew you. That does not mean you're cheating. You know, so a lot of people have crazy definitions, crazy definitions of cheating that make no sense to me, and I'm still trying to figure all that out. But, um, you know, just, you know, somebody is actually, you know, in a sexual relationship with somebody else, why are you with that person? That's my definition of cheating. Um, you know, I, I've heard people say you can work cheat and all this kind of stuff, and you don't even, you don't, you, you never put your hand on that person or anything, and they say you're cheating, and that's, that's just really crazy to me. That's bizarre. But um, old school definition, you know, you mess with somebody else, that you're cheating. Okay. And I have a very simple definition, but Crystal, what, what do you think? Well, I guess when you um, go outside of the agreed upon, um, you know, relationship, whatever that relationship is to the two of you, um, it it may not be a sexual thing. Uh, some people think cheating is the emotional thing. When you go outside of the emotional realm of the two of you and, and to find support, you know, you know that they don't know about it. They call it cheating or um, so it could be sexual. Uh, usually it is thought of that way. That's like the ultimate way of cheating. But, yeah, I guess whatever you agree, the two of you are going to have together and that that person goes outside of those rules and regulations of your relationship. That's, I guess, what's cheating it. Okay. Let me get one more opinion. To the phone lines, I go to the 760 area code, Southern California. And caller, what's your name? It's me, Tony. What's up, Tony? What's up, homeboy? Nice to hear your voice, ma'am. And so, if what's your definition of cheating? Um, you know what I think? I think that you would want someone to do something to you, or you wouldn't want them to do something to you. That is what you wouldn't want. That should be your definition. And basically what Crystal said, but, and hi, Crystal. <laughs> Um, hey, <laughs> it's me, Chameleon. Um, hey, girl. I just think that that uh, everybody has a separate definition. I and I like to say this: if you don't want me to do that to you, so you know, some guys might be like, "Well, shoot, we just kissed." Okay, so it's cool for me to kiss on somebody. No, it's not cool for you to kiss on nobody. Oh, okay, then it's not cool for you either. It's that kind of thing. So that's okay. my definition. It's like don't don't do nothing to me you don't want done to you. Right. If it's if it's not yeah. cool with no. you, don't don't you know what I mean? Seriously, if exactly. some things are cool, like, oh I'm cool with my girl kissing another dude. 
well, then I need to find a new dude because I'm not cool with that. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of times it's exactly what I say. They they don't, you know, they don't want to, you know, meet somebody else. So it's cool for me to meet somebody at work and strike up a emotional relationship with them. You're cool with that? It's cool for me to have a work husband? Uh, no. Oh, okay, but it's okay for you to think it through. So, yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, to me, I think that um, anytime you have to hide something, you're cheating. Right. So yeah. even if it's even if it's yeah. just a text message, if you hide it, you're cheating. It, cheating doesn't mm-hmm. mean sleeping with someone all the time. Cheating can be emotional. And you know what's sad is I think that emotional cheating is far worse than just having sexual relations. If you've come to love someone outside of your relationship, you have you have done me a, a great disservice. Yeah, I agree. As your girlfriend or wife, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, because men are men have a a knack for separating love and sex. So yep. to me, if you go and find yourself, you you I I question you about so and so and. You come to me like, oh, I fell in love with her. That's even worse than you telling me you just fucked her. <laughs> you might you might want to go over there and be over there because that's love. <laughs> right. All right. Yep. So, Crystal, let me go back to you. Um, and this is the discussion that I had with someone today. Uh, if your mate refuses to unlock their phone and give it to you for whatever reason, uh, does that automatically mean that he's cheating? Oh, Lord. That's a slippery, slippery slope. <laughs> um, what are the circumstances? Me just all of a sudden turning to him and going, give me your phone. Is, is that, that what you mean? Like, what um, is the reasoning behind wanting your I, phone? I guess, I guess we can, well, let's say you want to make a phone call. Your Your battery's dead. Okay. I want to make a phone call. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, he's he's doing something because um if it's just something as simple as I want to make a phone call, give me your phone. Um then yeah, that's 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 crazy. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you give it to me? I'm sitting right here, you know. I mean, I can see if it's it turned around where I'm like um you know, you're in the shower. You know, and then, oops, oh, your phone, I found it. And um, I just happen to be looking through it, you know, whatever. That's a different thing to me. That's an, that to me is evasion of privacy. I know a lot of people say, well, that's your mate because you, you should be able to snoop through anything, or whatever. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I go kind of back and forth on that because I look at it like a trust issue. Um, but yeah, just to answer your question, yeah, I think that does raise some major red flags if he's like, oh no 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 or whatever or or get no I'll I'll dial it for you here you go or something it's just ridiculous. So. <laughs> Buck, what do you think? Uh, something as simple as not unlocking their phone to give to you, an indication that you know they're a cheater. Well, I think I think so. I mean. In a relationship, you got to be open about everything. So, you know, I don't. I always take that in consideration when I'm 
in a relationship, you know, I don't have anything to hide. So anybody that I talk to, you know, I try, I go above and beyond my, you know, my call and my duty to make sure that, hey, you know, there's no there's no issues here. So, you know, I don't have a problem. So, you know, I don't have to worry about that. And, I, you know, I, I'm kind of side with Crystal on this. This is a trust thing for me. If I trust you, then, you know, I don't, you know, I don't worry about those type of things because I'm, I know I'm going to do everything in my power to do the right thing. So I don't worry about that with my significant other. So, you know, I'm not going to sit up, you know, you know it, it might raise a red flag. You don't, you know, give me the phone, you know, so I can use it. That may raise a red flag. But for me, you know, I'm not going to worry about that. I don't, you know, I'm going to be up front with that person just like that person should be up front with me. Okay. And to the 601 area code, I go to the Magnolia State of Mississippi. To welcome on the man dubbed as the Minister of Sexual Affairs, Mr. Eminem himself. What's happening, man? What up, Q? What up, Radio World? Eminem. Not too much. Not too much. <laughs> Eminem, um, if you ask to borrow your wife's phone and she has the phone locked and refuses to give it to you, does that automatically mean she's cheated? Uh, it automatically means something. I mean, either, either that or shit. Some, it's some, it's something, it's something, it's something. I put it that way. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, cheating, uh, double life, uh, dealing with somebody, <laughs> or whatever category you want to put it in, it's there. Because <laughs> the long kiss, good night, huh? <laughs> uh huh. Cause uh, you know, but like, but you know, just I, I you know, I kind of caught the very tail end of a of a comment, but you know, but for the most part, you know, if a person just you know, it, 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 it's all about how secure a person is. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it's almost like a two way street. You know, it's almost like if somebody is thinking that. And they got a reason to think that. Well, they know if they look hard enough, they're going to find something anyway. You know what I'm saying? That's the deal. And then yeah. uh, uh, then you got these people that are overly paranoid. Like, uh, you know, you got the, the – the, and I'm thinking we're talking about the average scenario. And then you got that, 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 uh, that anomaly type shit like where – I don't know. It's almost like if you dated somebody who at one time, and I'm going on, on somebody based on one relationship off a previous relationship, and maybe the nigga was some kind of con man and he had some kind of identity theft going on. and You know, the chick's super paranoid, and, and you, you start talking about, you know, anything uh, – like, hey, you know, where, where you got the Social Security card at? And he's like, Social Security card, what you need that for? He's like, damn, hold on, man, what the fuck going on? You mean, you know, I ain't supposed to know what your damn Social Security card is? But, you know, like, okay, well, if it's some kind of weird case where somebody was robbed or something like that, it'd be different. But that ain't the average case. For the most part, it's some shit, usually, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I just hate to see people acting like, Shit be the end of the world for them and stuff. It's like shit, man. I I know I I say my kids don't listen to me worth a shit, but a few things they do. I tell a man a broad ain't nothing but a dime a dozen, man. Shit, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, man, you got to start 
looking at all that stuff, man, shit, man, you have 20 women. You got to worry about this shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't never sweat one. It's like a potato chip. Shit, you bite into it. Shit, this shit ain't good. Reach in the bag, get another one. Ain't no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go back to Tony. Okay. Tony, uh, what percentage of people who cheat on their mate actually intend on leaving their mate? What percentage of people that cheat actually intend on leaving? Yeah, in your opinion, of course. I would say probably 30%. So you think it's a low number? Why is that? I think that that more women intend on leaving than men intend on leaving their wife. Or more, you know, like women will be like, I'm out. Right. I want to be with this guy. That I'm cheating with. You don't, men cheat all day, could give a shit, and uh, still go home to their wife like it's all good and want that woman to put up with that and deal with that and think that that's okay to ask her to do. Or, you know, once she catches them, of course, ask for forgiveness. <laughs> I think you should get your shit and leave immediately. But, that's not necessarily how it goes. More men stay than women. I think women get into, I, and it's because, like I said before, you know, I have a, women have a tendency to be more emotional when it comes to sex. And so once they're emotionally involved and uh, things become sexual, it, it, it most likely becomes some, somewhere they want to be at. Okay. And, Buck, what do you think, man? Um, if you had to put a number on it, what percentage of people who cheat actually decide to go ahead and leave their significant other? I would say probably, I like that 30%. That sounds about right. Um, that, that sounds about, you know, fairly accurate. Um, and, and that 30 is a long time to do it. You know, they yep. they string that woman along or string that dude along for a long time. Oh, I'm almost there. The kids are almost wrong. You know, that kind of shit before they yep. actually really do something. That you're right. <laughs> you're, you're so right. right. Yeah, yeah. that's the legal <laughs> system got that shit like that. I, th- I think <laughs> the, 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 the gentleman that just came on, I think he's the only one that, that, that is like, shit, it's a, women are like a bag of potato chips. You can just dig in and go get another one because it's a lot of men out here that think cheating is okay and, and they need to say what they want and ask for forgiveness instead of digging in the bag and moving on, doing them a favor. Mm. That part. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, but see, on, uh, uh, on, okay. I was saying, on Twitter, uh, King Merriweather chimed in from from Dallas and he says, Probably 50%. Some dudes know when it's over and just looking for a way out. Um, Life of Legacy chimed in, as a.k.a. Melanie Billups up there in New York. She says, a high majority with some exceptions, given the condition of the relationship and the opportunity to upgrade. So she didn't want to put a number on it, said it depends. But um, I don't know. I think a lot of people who cheat, aren't necessarily looking to leave. They want the comfort of home, but they want the the lust part of it too. I mean, 
Crystal, I, mean, right. I do agree, I do agree with what Tony said about I think women may be quicker to leave than men when it comes to cheating. Do you agree? Yeah, because um, women and men normally are uh, looking for different things. Um, men compartmentalize their relationships. And uh, as I was saying earlier, they tend to have, they understand who their wife is. Um, they understand who their girlfriend is. And they understand, you know, who the, you know, strip club chick is or whatever. I mean, they have these different types of women in their life. Some, not all, of course. But uh, when they're having sex with someone, it's not that big of a deal because they understand that what they're doing has absolutely nothing to do with their real life, their relationship or their, their wife and their kids. And what he's doing, maybe doing over here with this other girl has nothing to do. They, they don't, those worlds don't collide, you know. So, um, but for a woman who is usually looking for a better relationship, uh, more love, more romance, more whatever, so when she finds someone who treats her better, who, you know, who's giving her, you know, all the things that the man won't do kind of a thing, you know, when you find that, then she's going to probably leave unless, unless money, okay, unless the guy, the husband, or whatever, money? is money. The guy, yeah. the husband, is providing um the home, the house, she's going to be having to give up too much. And, you know, and then she's going to mess up her children's lifestyle. See, lifestyle has a lot to do with whether a person leaves. And I'm not even talking about big baller lifestyle. I'm just talking about basic lifestyle. My kids go to private school or go to this school. I'm not leaving my community and taking them out of all of that just to be with you. You know what I mean? It's just so there's so many different elements to that, but basically, yes, yeah. a woman that will leave the relationship, one relationship for another relationship with a man treats her better and she feels better. A man probably won't leave. Most men don't leave. They they usually like to overlap their relationships anyway because they want to be sure yeah. uh, that the other one is secure before they let go of the other girl. That's why they're, you know, the two women always running into each other at the end. You know, and the end and the beginnings are always running into each other. Because of that, men tend to keep until they're secure. You know, and, you know, men don't swim. You know, they like bridges. They'll walk across that bridge. Women will say, fuck you, and swim their ass over to the next part. I'm swimming to the next guy. But a guy doesn't like doing that. He's like, keep it all to stuff. It's like his cake and all that shit, pie, everything. Okay. All right. Well, um, I guess when it's all said and done, it's it's very hard for people, for whatever reason, to maintain relationships. Um, uh, Let's say maintain marriage, because we know statistics show that more people are getting divorced than ever these days. So, but let me roll back to you. I'm going to ask this last question on the topic. Uh, does being perpetually single or a person who's in and out of a lot of relationships make it harder for a single parent to teach their kids about love? That varies. I mean, that really kind of depends on your upbringing and what, you know, what you've, you know, what that particular person has experienced. 
because everybody goes through different things. And just because you come in, you know, you came up in a single parent house doesn't mean you don't know how to, you know, how to love or how to be in love. I mean, that that all depends on your upbringing and the people that you have around around you. I think in today's time we we're suffering because we don't have. I mean, we have too many broken homes. Um, and then if you do have a broken home, you don't have the you don't have the support staff, you know, that you had. You don't have that that family group. You know, like if you know back in the day when we were coming village. up, yeah, like the village. You know, you had your grandmother, your grandfather, uncles, aunts, great aunts, great uncles. If you were privileged to have that, um, you don't have that that village now because now you got grandmothers that's twenty five, twenty seven, or seventeen, or something like that, and they're you know a seventeen year old grandma. I like that man. I like that. Twenty five year old grandma. Wow. You know they still they still trying to figure themselves out. Great grandma. That's when you're cruising kindergarten with a with uh, condoms in your diaper. Yeah, what? Ten years old. But you know the the grandmothers now young and they're not experienced, and they don't know they don't actually know what's going on. So they can't really kind of give you advice because they're still trying to figure out their own damn self. So, you know, yeah. like Sean Jr., Sean Jr., he's a, he's an uncle already, and he's 16. So, I mean, he's still trying to figure, you know, he's going through puberty. He's trying to figure out his life. He can't give nobody no damn advice at 16, at least not yet. So, I mean, I think the fact that we don't have that village atmosphere like we were, you know, that we, most of us are privileged, you know, on the call here, you don't have we don't have that that bonding anymore. So now you, you got everybody running them up. You know it's, right. it's really it's really really hard for people to see, you know what love is. I have a friend back home. Um, her, her mom and dad had a they had a big huge celebration years ago, several years ago. It was their fiftieth wedding anniversary, and I thought that was the one. And they renewed their their vows, you know, together or whatnot. It was one of the – I went to that, and I was, you know, I think everybody still wants that storybook-type relationship where, you know, not necessarily white picket fence, but they want that – they want somebody that they can share their life with. And I thought that was one of the coolest things I'd ever witnessed because they were genuinely in love, and you could see it, you could feel it. It was just in the air. I mean, everything that they did that day, you know, to renew their vows, the way there. they had the house. Yeah, you know, and hmm. the years, man, that's – Man, that's that's really hard to find in today's time, but I think I think deep down every single person is looking for that, and I think sometimes when people jump ship too early, like I said earlier, you know, you just you know you you might be just you know missing your blessing. Sometimes it's better just to hunker down and just you know if the if the situation is right, of course, but hunker down in that relationship and and try to make it work. If it doesn't work, you know, just you know. Communicating, say, hey, it's not working. You know, I think we should go our separate ways and whatnot. And you know, it, you know, maybe it's not. You know, everybody got seasons. It may not be that season for that for those two people. It may be later on down the line, or maybe never. But at least end it that way, than to you know do it the other way and cheat. Okay. I think if you're wildly single and you have children you should conduct yourself with your children in mind. When I was wildly single, I wasn't bringing home men to my house. I wasn't introducing men to my children. Um, 
And I think that if you're wildly single, you should conduct yourself in front of your children. I mean, I didn't bring them here to not show them the right way. And that's not, that's not what love looks like. It's what a single person, how a single person acts. And so it, you're right, it does take a village. And, and seeing in, uh, what real love looks like is, is, is how you learn what it looks like. Some people saw their mom get a beat down every day from their dad, and so when they got them a boyfriend and he whooped that ass, it was cool. That would never be cool with me because that's not how my parents conducted themselves. That's not what love looked like to me. And so you have to always keep in mind that whether just because it feels good don't make it good. And, and, and you have to keep your kids in the forefront of your mind and, your, and how you conduct yourself in front of them because they're learning from you. Because there is no more village. It's you, have you, to be the village. you have to be the village. Indeed. And, you have to, and if you had a good upbringing, you have to lean on that. Give that back and, to them. <laughs> Yeah, and you have you know it's like you said earlier. If you want some, you know, you don't want somebody to do something. You know, treat treat others like you want to be treated. So you don't want to do anything, you know, that would you know disturb that. So you you know, especially when you got kids involved, you got to make sure. I mean, you got to really pick and choose who you who you with because if you don't pick the right person, you know, what if you happen to be at work one day and you know, the kid doesn't did something that really wasn't bad in your eyes, but the person you with, you know, loses their mind and, you know, try to beat the kid to death. So and you know, you hadn't given them that authority. You know, you gotta make sure everything's right and you know, there it takes time, you know, before you bring that person home to introduce them to your, your kids and everything. So even if the kids like mine sixteen so the advice that, that Eminem had, I don't know why it's bothering me so bad about the chip, the bag of chips. Okay, so as much as yeah, I, I have a 19-year-old son, right, I have a 19-year-old, that'll be real quick. I have a 19-year-old son, and, and I have I have told him in the past, as as a 19-year-old, he should um, be be a single young man and, 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 and find out what type of woman it is that he wants, and then later on he can he can have a keeper, but I also teach him that 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 women are irreplaceable when they're worth it. I don't <laughs> as a as a as a rule, it's not a bag of chips, a relationship, a woman or another person. <laughs> so I'm like over here like when did he just say that for real, for real? <laughs> yeah, he did say that. <laughs> but he really yeah. did, and so I have to just keep touching on that every chance y'all give me. I will have to say, wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's and, uh, much more. You know, I, I didn't. I, <laughs> I, I didn't have the. You know, I wasn't a. Uh, you know, a a single father like a single father like you know, like on the own with the kids and all that kind of stuff. But if I did, like I say, you know, I pretty much got the blueprint to make shit a lot easier in today's time. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, people got to get yeah. their kids the real. You know what I'm saying? Like, like That's uh, true. I have a grown daughter and I have a uh, three sons and I have a, my youngest is a, is a girl too. And basically, yeah, I have different standards for them, totally. Because the thing is, the world's going to treat you different. When you look at all the bullshit in the world, it comes back to pretty much uh, two scenarios. It's just like, yeah, they say the family broken, but really what they're trying to say is, you know, it's too many illegitimate teen births. And if you 
try to make sure you're not a stat. If you're a female, the odds are stacked in your favor to be wife material. Now, I'll be the first to say, and this is what I know for a fact, yeah, every chick that don't have no kids that by the time they 18 or whatever ain't just wide open like that. Some girls just get, you know, you know, hell, it might have just been one guy they ever had in their whole life and the chick is getting trained out every other time a movie out, you know, shit, her ass ain't getting pregnant. But at the same time, I, you know, dudes don't think like that, especially black dudes. They looking at, you know, you, you once you damage goods, you damage goods. I mean, you know, fair or foul, mm-hmm. that's how the shit is. And if people would get back to feminizing women, now, uh, I think a lot of shit got haywire with the, with the uh, you know, with the uh, independent movement. Because a lot of women got it twisted, listening to older women talking about being independent. They were just saying, look, don't give up and all that shit. They was just doing it, you know, just saying, do what you got to do. Right. They took it the wrong way. They took it like, oh, you don't need no man, shit like that. And now you got all these damn, uh, well, now they're saying that, you know, the F word, quote, unquote, is just like calling somebody black a nigga. So I'll try to ch- change a little Feminism? bit. Feminism? What? Uh, no, nah, faggots, man. But uh, oh. you know that that used to be the thing that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I totally missed that. That used to be the reason why. Yeah, but see, that used to be the reason why single women would warm up to a a a, a male having a strong role in the rearing of her kids, even if the biological father wasn't there. It used to be one time pretty easy to be a stepdad because women understood, you know, certain things they couldn't, certain attributes they really couldn't do. You know, it has no different, you know, people, it ain't about how much. Yeah, yeah, you you might make six figures a year. So, of course, you could easily financially take care of your kid by yourself. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's like, you know, this is like how, how can a, 14-year-old boy that don't know how to, you know, wear some shit and stuff like that, explain to his mama about jock itch. You know what I'm saying? That's just like a, you know, it's like, you know, women don't understand that shit. They they reading up on the Internet and stuff like that. But a dude's just saying, a look, man, air, times, air you your know, nuts out, dude. Times, you know? I think that men have feminism mixed up. Um, and, and being independent, it's like y'all don't want to take responsibility for the fact that that you get a girl pregnant and you walk away from her it's easy for you to walk away that's how women became independent because men can walk away women most times Mm -hmm. cannot and so she had no choice but to become an independent single parenting mother but i I never thought i could huh as far as the origin of it I, i totally agree but let's look where the breakdown was the breakdown was a chick that had a, a nigga walk away from in the 40s and 50s wasn't saying, girl, you don't need no man and all that shit. But when the 80s got here, they were saying, you don't need no man by the time a girl was seven, eight years old. So by the time she got 16, she wasn't really looking for no damn husband. If she got pregnant, she just got pregnant. You know, it's like the, the, the guy's role was just so insignificant it didn't matter because certain att- certain attributes of a man was no longer promoted. Because uh, the the macho side of, of what it took to rear a male was no longer uh, looked at as something good anymore. 
women used to, mm-hmm. you know, look at that shit like, was like, yeah, I'm raising y'all by myself, but goddamn, if Mr. Joe down the street could come teach y'all ass how to chop wood, I sure appreciate that shit. Yeah, I know that's some, you know, little house on the prairie shit, but I'm saying it all meant <laughs> something at one time. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit right. mattered, you know. You know, but and yeah. that's what I was getting when I was, you know, using the, the homophobic slur. You know, that was mm-hmm. the thing that you wanted, you know, you, you can't help the fact that you're raising your boys or whatever by yourself, but at the same time, you didn't just down no man, period, to the point where the next generation figured that they actually didn't need no man. You know what I'm saying? It, mm-hmm. it was cool when people used to raise little girls to be wives. Like now, it's just like right now, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm real, you know, traditional in certain things when it comes to girls and shit. So it's just like, like, like you know, I always try to put my daughter in pageants and shit like that, but I know that shit is dying. You know, now you got, you know, dudes want, you know, letting their girls play football and shit. Nah, man, my daughter's cheerleader. Fuck that shit. Um, but I'm saying it's just like, you know, it's it, it just like because I'm trying to give you the mindset of, like, if you want to just go to college and be a ballerina or something like that, fine. Because, you know, if you so, so, are so feminine you and you're not pregnant, you're probably going to end up marrying somebody that got something anyway. Did you have but children that you that walked away no from? Do you, do you have children that you, that you are not in a relationship with their mother? Do you have that? Because nah. you, can say, you can say all day long, I, um, I'm a traditional type dude. I, I really, you know, we should be raising our girls to be wives. And we should be doing, you know, all of the things that you just said. But you can't behave differently. You can't walk away from your girl child that needed you to 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 show to be with her mom to show her what a relationship looks like and how she can be a wife and how she can be a partner to a man. If you walked away, your behavior isn't in line with your belief, and you have to kind of look at that. Itself, like it, it, depend, it depends on how you break it down to them Because I'm just like, okay, okay. I'm saying, okay, it's like, okay I'm just saying, if I'm a single guy If I was right. a single guy It would probably be a, a harsher In a better way influence on my girls Than ever, because they would see What would be going on I'm like, you know, every time They came by, whatever It's just like, you know, you see these Real, you know, nice looking Chicks leaving in and out the house and shit like that. I said, well, you know, hey, that's what happened when you, you know, when you screw up in life. You know what I'm saying? Men gonna take advantage of you because I'm sure gonna take advantage of anything I can find. If you know, if I was a single God guy. God damn it! <laughs> 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 you have a chance to be a good example or a bad example, and you choose the bad one. Oh my God! <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's a it's a life lesson. Like this is what not to. You know, it, it's just like if you do not want to be one of these women, then you know, you know, please listen to what I'm saying because otherwise, the same thing I'm doing to these young ladies, you know, some other nigga gonna be trying to do to you. So you need to listen to me. Or, or because for for instance, me myself, I have a 19 year old son, and I show him what ladies look like because I want him to know what a lady looks like when he sees one. I a holes all day long happen, but he needs to see what a lady, how a lady conducts herself, and that's what I show him. I don't, I can't, I can't 
But it is a man thing. Maybe men can do that with a good heart, but I can't knowingly be a hoe so that I can show my son what hoes look like and, what, and how he can refer himself yeah, around. Yeah, no, you couldn't, you, know. you couldn't do that. You, you couldn't do that because it's a double it standard. I mean, I, I didn't make the world, but we live in it. I'm just saying a dude can Correct. have as many hoes as they want, but if a chick got niggas coming in and out, as soon as that boy get old enough to realize what's going on, he's going to be fucked up in the head, you know. But I figure that's it. You know, his friends can show him that kind of thing. You know, like like at my house, I try to be a good example. I try to be that example because I'm sure the world got enough bullshit to give him. <laughs> yes, that's right. I, 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 yeah, I hand out. I hand out good shit. I try to hand out. Look, man, this is this is this is how you this is how you live. Even though out there, those people are fucked up. This is not how you treat people. This is not how you do women. And a woman, and I'll tell you right now, he has a Spanish girlfriend because he has a a tough black mother. Isn't that I sad? Think, I, yeah, that's terrible because what's going to happen is. It is because I've shown uh, him such toughness. Go, the, only, the only like piece that's going to be brave enough to talk to him, him is going to be hoes. Because, like, like, you know, real girly, like, girls, they're going to be scared and shit. Like, you know, like, you know they real soft, like, but them hardcore chicks have been, you know, stabbed a couple times and shit like that. They, you know, oh my they're, God. you know, yeah, I'm saying, but but everybody else is going to be timid, you know. Timid, you know. <laughs> Your analogy <laughs> kill me, man. Your analogy <laughs> kill me the you way you say it. Been and shit. Whoa. <laughs> I know, I know, right? He just come hard for a boy. Yeah. Only even him can come with that. Yeah, then you don't want your, you know, you don't want your, you know, nobody can, can predict, you know, where their kid going to go and how they going to do stuff. But you don't want them to the point where, you know, you don't want them to rebel anyway. You know, like where, you know, you you saying specifically, you know, a certain type of woman, but then they end up with just the opposite. You know, then it's always going to be a conflict, you know. In it, well, in any event, right. let me ch- let me see if I can try to clean this up a little bit. The best thing to do is make sure you be real with your kids, and and you know you don't shelter them. I mean, in today's time, they need to know what's going on. You don't want them going out there in life and being half cocked and don't know what's going on. They need to know what's up because today, in today's time, I mean, now you you got to also make sure they stay kids too. I mean, you can't just be too real with them because then they try to you know they you give them a rope, they try to be cowboys and cowgirls. But in the same sentence, you got to make sure that you know there has to be a balance. You know, I think you know in today's time we you know we need to know what our kids are getting into and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, they go by example. So if if in Eminem's words, because I can't use them the way he he does it so eloquently, <laughs> but if if you 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 know if you hoeing and you know you bring and you bring in you know every every damn chick in my case every damn chick into the house you introducing them to introducing them to them and all that and you go in this place that place and other place then that's what he's going to do or she's going to do depending on what the situation is so you know you got to make sure you lead you know you teach by example okay you can't you you know. You can't get out there and, you know, be doing all this wild and crazy stuff because your kids going to grow up and might be worse than what you were. So, yeah. you know, leave, you know, teach by example. So that way, you know, you don't run into all these issues. You know, and if your kids a little bit, you know, if you do that, there won't be no issues. The kids going to know up front 
you know, you got to tell them about situations, you know, make them sit down and watch the news with you so that way they know what's going on because, you know, if they're always on the video games and all that crap all the time, they ain't going to figure the shit out no way. But if you sit down with them and talk to them and say, hey, this is what happened to this guy, this is what's going to happen to you if you do these type of things. I'm trying to make sure that you don't go down that road or, you know, vice versa for, you know, if it's your daughter or whatnot. Then the kids starting to understand, it's, you know, it's good to be real with your kid, but, you know, make sure they understand what, you, what you're telling them. Because if they don't, then oh, they'll yeah. be the ones that I, be I, I totally agree because I, I made it simple. I'm just saying, you know, my boys, I say, hey, don't go, don't go to jail because, you know, you're going to be fucked up. Being a black man, then if you're a girl, you know, hey, at least, at least don't get pregnant by, you know, before 18 because you're going to be fucked up. So, uh, I would you know, actually, I would say further than 18 because, Oh yeah, yeah no, no, no. What you know, I actually, to go what school. I actually tell them, I want them to be, you know, versions to their marriage. But you know, but shit, I don't really, you, you know, I, I don't really. That, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, no, even, yeah. That's not even in your damn vocabulary. You know, you know, yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Normally, in a normal sense, but uh, but you know, in the back of your mind, you be like, shit, that show, that shit, so unrealistic. You wonder how it even started, but uh. But yeah, you know, you know, keep that hump out your stomach, you'll be all right. Cause see, that'll give you time to fuck up and recuperate. <laughs> but uh, I be tripping on these people talking about, you know, what, what kind of grades they kids got and all that. I like, man, that shit don't mean a goddamn if the girl pregnant in ninth grade. Nah, you throw all that shit out the window, you know. Yep. I I rather have a damn uh, kid dumb as a rock and can still be, you know, just smiling and marry somebody with no kids than. You know, some chick with, you know, four or five different baby daddies and a bunch of hood drama and shit all the time, and you got to fight damn near every two days. Mm-mm, that ain't about shit. Yeah, but, you know, that really starts at home. You know, you, if, you know, whatever the situation is, you really got to stay on top of your game and make sure they know. I'm quite sure you're on top of yours like I'm on top of mine. So I know you, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall, and that's how you talk to your kids and see how it goes. Because, man, I bet uh, you <laughs> your side would split wide the hell open. Yeah. You know what? Actually, actually, except for my youngest, most of my kids kind of avoid me a little bit, so to speak. They don't like they don't like engaging too much, cause boy, shit. But now when I'm just talking shit, oh yeah, yeah, you could be a fly on the yeah. wall then. You know, yeah, especially when I'm talking to, to males or whatever. To, like shit. I man. have to kind of get I have to get raw with my with my youngest every once in a while because my other two sons are stepsons and they were significantly older. My mm-hmm. middle child, anything that my middle child says is probably 90% incorrect. You, and he, he likes to stretch the truth to the point to where it's worse than what old folks used to do when we were growing up. So, you know, I have to, I have to, I have to bring, I have to rope his ass back in and bring him down. I said, hey, it's not like that. Come on now. Like I say, um, the, uh, what's our guest name? Uh, Tony? Is that who it is? Yes. yes. Yeah, Tony. Uh, now all the the people on the show don't heard me say it before, but like I say, I had a great in home upbringing. You know that shit was just really some conservative and all that kind of stuff. But my community upbringing, the village part, was fucked up. I mean, it was to the point where <laughs> I grew up hearing shit like, "If you ain't burning, you ain't fucking," and you know, and you know, basically, oh. if a chick look good, you ain't gotta use a rubber and all that kind of shit. Oh, so, you know, oh. <laughs> and the community said, "Oh my." <laughs> Community, that was your village. Hell yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Yes. Remark, remarkably, he did not listen to the village. Hopefully, correct. <laughs> I'm still here with us. Yeah. Uh, I think 
listening to the video. Like I talking? say, it's hard to. I mean, but and wait a minute, amazing. hold on. The you ain't burnt. You ain't fucking. Right, right. You ain't burnt. You ain't fucking. <laughs> Did somebody really told you that? Oh hell yeah. That was like yeah. the norm. Shit. I heard of the direct opposite. Like, if you burn and you have a problem with yourself, like, you should have never let nobody get you there. You should kill the person. Uh, but see, you. you know where all that come from? Like I said, once again, this this is like a guy thing kind of indirectly. Mm, I don't know where it originated from, but it's kind of like a straight guy thing. You know, like right now, let's just say, let's just say hypothetically that, you know, in some kind of small rural town or some kind of, urban housing project that was a very very attractive young lady or whatever and Mm -hmm. you know she might have been known to flame people up so to prove your masculinity that you were no longer a virgin or whatever you know and you know you know especially around a certain you would go get that yeah you would go get that and you know just to come back from the clinic with your little bag or whatever you know, that's your proof that you fucked the bitch. Instead of just saying I, I fucked her and nobody believed it, you know. You know, unless oh you're going to save the rubber, but then if she looked good, you ain't going to wear no rubber anyway because that, that goes against Ooh. the norm too. Yeah, it's fucked up, but I'm just yeah, saying. Like, it's like, why do you think Mississippi had a high pregnancy rate and STD rate and all that? I mean, this, this shit I'm saying is not an exaggeration. This shit is actually happening, at least at one wow. time. Okay, wait, Let how me... old are you? <laughs> Anybody from them, off limits in in my when I was young, if we even thought somebody had a disease, they was they got the if it, it was like they had the plague. <laughs> but it was a double, like I say, women went on. Nobody told the girl. Nobody told the girl that because if the girl was burning or she got dogged out, she got called all kind of stuff. So it was like a double edged sword the way it went. But but, but but to go get it on purpose just to just to say you you hit it? Oh my god. <laughs> hey oh, hey rats have way they pledge people. You know, f- football teams have way they haze people and you know, yeah. in the rural well, hood your, um, they got ways to age. test your manhood. That's how Care you come of age. Syphilis induction. Mhm. <laughs> And uh, what they used to call gonorrhea to clap, you know. You know, you see people get on the bus smiling and shit, clapping their hands together. Aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Somehow in the claws. I thought I was a little bit boy. Him little boy. All right, let me jump in. He's bringing it straight from the hood. Let me jump in here. This has been very entertaining. Listen to Tony get her first baptism by fire from Eminem. You need to check out a pimp's perspective, Tony. I might just send you a link. We're going to take Doug, a, I need an yeah. antibiotic just talking tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> We're going to take That's a quick break. Real quick. We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> From a pimp's perspective, featuring Eminem, make oh, sure you're man. tuning in live exclusively. <laughs> Exclusively on The Crystal Show. What up, Chris? What up, Radio World? It's your boy, Eminem, a.k.a. My Mind. Yeah, money maker, the whole breaker. Yeah, mister, she get laid, I get paid, motherfucker. You know, I'm the face that's never sad. Sweetie, I'm the dad you never hate. When times are rough and things are tough, sugar don't think too hard. There's always mother makers credit song. So sit back and listen to my directive as I give you this real shit from a pimp's perspective. 
Hi, this is Aaron Anderson of the Marriage and Family Clinic at RelationshipRx.net, and you're listening to the Talk to Q radio show, No Experts, Just Opinions. Pretty much missed the show, but if you get an opportunity to chime in, um, then feel free to take advantage of that. But glad to have you on. I'm going to go ahead and get into final thoughts. And tonight's topic was mainly centered around cheating. Uh, People, you know, is cheating the new norm? Uh, People like to upgrade these days rather than try to stick it out. But I'll go ahead and go with final thoughts. And Crystal, I will start with you first. Okay, well, um, it was a very educational show. (laughs) Uh, Introductions, cherries popped, all that tonight, I think. (laughs) So welcome, Tony. (laughs) But uh, really good show, really good show. I really enjoyed it. Um, Talk about relationships and different things um, and loyalty, of course. Uh, that's something to have, you know, remember who your loyal friends are and keep them, you know, safe and close to you. And, um, yeah, the Pimp's Perspective, thecrystalshow.com. Check it out. And there is a YouTube version of that, too, so check it out. Anyway, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you, ma'am. Glad to have Mm -hmm. you on. I'm pretty sure you were just as entertained as I was. And <laughs> Buck, final thoughts. Great show tonight. Uh, glad to have Eminem on, bringing it straight raw from the hood tonight. Uh, Tell them how, how things are over there in the hood, hood over there. How things are. So glad to have you know. Glad to hear hear that. But um, and the, you know, when it comes to relationships, you know, you really have to communicate. Now, and this is something that I always say because I think it's very very important. Don't assume anything. Just, um, you know, make sure you communicate with whoever your significant other is. Make sure that, you know, you, you know, choose wisely, too, because it's very, I mean, in today's time, you got to make sure you do the right thing and make sure you got the right person. Um, share, you want somebody you can share your life with. You don't want somebody that you're afraid of or anything of that nature. Um, in any event, like I said, just make sure you have all your I's dotted and T's crossed. And if they if they suspect in the beginning, then they're gonna be suspect all the way through. So, you know, go ahead and end it early before you take it any further. You can't. Sometimes we, you know, we're chasing lust and not really love. So you got to make sure that you're on the you know you're on the right wavelength as well as the other person. But great show as always, and uh, everybody have a great evening. Thank you, sir. 
And Tony, any final thoughts for your um, yeah, maiden, I, maiden I mean, voyage yeah. into T2Q? Yeah, exactly. I feel so um, violated and yet uh, <laughs> refreshed. <laughs> you know? You better be glad I wasn't on here. A cigarette and a and a, wow. a moccasin and shit. And a, so, but really, and a glass uh, of what I would like to say is thank you for having me. And um, it was very nice to meet you, Crystal, finally. And, um, and Buck and Eminem, you guys are, uh, are very astute in your uh, interpretations and, and, and what, what you want uh, someone to convey to someone, especially and mostly Eminem, because it's pimping, pimping. So um, I expect this. In closing, I'm going to say whatever you want somebody to do to you, you don't do, or whatever you don't want someone to do to you, you better don't ever do it to them. Cause exactly. It feels much, much worse when you get it back. So, um, yeah, that's how I feel about cheating. If you don't want to be cheated on, don't cheat. <clears throat> Everybody Boom. doesn't doesn't do that, but I do that. That's what I prescribe. And what's good for the goose will be good for the gander, trust and believe. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Don't be a stranger to the show, Tony. I've been begging. I know, right? Look, our whole California on fire, and I'm on the phone with y'all. I'm supposed to be at the shelter doing crisis counseling. Oh my but God! Tonight. What? This place is but, on fire right but, now. But, oh no! Think of how many relationships. <laughs> think of how many relationships were saved tonight from this show. We'll look at it that way. Yep. We'll <laughs> be glad Jerry Rich wasn't on here. Just, uh, right, yeah. We DR, you got anything you want to throw in real quick? DR? Yo. You got anything you want to throw in real quick? Man, look. Cheating is cheating. Everybody, Everybody's been through it. I'm sure on here. Either one side or the other, or either both. You know, it's all about the person and, and how you feel about the person that you're with. And how things are going, you know, in that time in your life. That's just how it is, you know. You don't plan to cheat. The shit just happens. <laughs> you know, it's happened to me plenty of times on both sides. But all together, you try to be a good person. You just go through life trying to treat people just like the woman said, how you want to be treated. But, you know, there are slips. We're human. Things happen. And I don't fault a lot of people when they do that. It's just the way it is. And like you said, it's the norm now, basically, because all these kids nowadays, and it starts with the people, uh, the older generation, not uh, conveying the message to these younger people because, you know, it's like, and I fell victim to it, I'll, I'll say that, you know, because most of the guys my age and, and lower, we got multiple kids by multiple people. And, you know, the message was never sent to have a family, you know. I'm just now having right. a family. I'm in my 40s. <laughs> so that's what really needs to happen is we really need, as elders, we really need to talk to these kids and set a, a, a standard for them to bring the family back because, like dumbass Trump is saying, make America great again. That's what will make America great again, family value. Trust me. Okay. And good stuff. Eminem, shut it down for me, man. I got to run the timer on you now. Okay. All right. I'm going to be – well, I ain't going to be real quick, but I'm, I'm going to beat the timer. 
right, now it's one more phase of the the topic tonight that I didn't get to just kind of comment on because I just thought about it actually. There's that 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 asterisk cheating, you know, the type of shit where uh, you make somebody be wrong. You know, it's like just say if a dude been really just just man just vibing like the new uh, intern at his job or some shit like that. So the dude come home and he just been like, man, he just feeling it like, man, I think I can get that. So nigga come home and shit and be like, you know, just start making up shit like, you know, why in the hell you looking at that nigga like that? And, you know, later like, what you talking about? I seen the way you looking at that nigga that walked by. You're like, huh? You know, just start making up shit, and, you know, stuff like that. So that that's another phase too where it's a gateway, you know. Um, but, uh, uh, and I hope Tony's still on the line. But uh, this <laughs> this is the thing right here. If you really, 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 really want to restructure the family structure, you want to fix this broken record that we don't have for the last fifty years and what we call America. You know, um, there's only one way to do that. You have to, Tony. Take notes. I'm taking California is gonna be the place that'll probably pass it first. Possibly. Oh, no. You have to legalize prostitution. And here's why. It's the only way, you know, it's the only way to set straight the broken relationships in America. You know, if a guy knows that the only reason he's out here in these different chicks' face is because he just wanted to get his rocks off. He doesn't have to ruin this young lady to believing that he's really feeling her. And likewise, if this voluptuous woman just want to keep her lights on, she don't have to take this little nerdy dude and have this nigga thinking that, you know, she really feeling him and shit and fuck him all up in the head. You know what I'm saying? You feel where I'm going? So if all you got to do is go to your nearest corner, or your nearest, uh, you know, uh, shop and whip out your wallet and, and get a piece of ass and get some satisfaction and the chick get a little bit, you get a little bit, you know, write your congressman, write your senator, tell them to pass Bill 1313, legalize prostitution, and let's get this shit going. Let's make this damn country great again in the right way. Let's get this shit back straight. Because once you turn that big filtration system on, goddammit, at the end, it won't be nothing but one or two motherfuckers who actually love because everybody else will be out there fucking their ass off. And it won't be for free. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably right. Because that's what I always say. Once I get paid, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have them here and there, but I'm going to pay them so I don't have to worry about them having feelings. Yeah, ain't no attachment. No attachment. And matter of fact, it ain't such thing. Like, I, I used to trip on people talking about relationships, how loyal their husband is and shit like that, and how loyal their wife is. I'm like, well, yeah, it, it's some get some great stories out there. But guess what? Test that dude out. Let this motherfucker get a, all his bills paid. And, and see, one thing about it, most men, I ain't trying to give up all the man laws out here, but most men, if, you keep a, if a woman can keep a man just making it, she really got him because he pretty much kind of like, oh, shit, man, damn. You know, time I get through paying all these bills, I ain't got shit left. But let this motherfucker have some extra money. Ooh, shit. Man, look. The car cleaned up. I you ain't know. new to the game. Don't nobody yeah. get no extra. Yeah, but just say if he did. 
He gets some extra money. Mm-hmm. Shit, now he got like he handing out. He just different out women on different sides of town. You know, he everything happy. You know, he he paying his PTA dues and getting a couple of holes hair did at the same time and shit, man. But that you know, but I'm saying Yo, test his test his motherfucker out. He really a good man. See, so he gonna resist that temptation. But the average man can't. The only reason nope. most people want to go pro or be a rapper and all that shit is so they can have multiple women. That's the mm. that was the driving force to most young men, you know. So, mm. uh, yeah. And most yeah, forty you, year olds want to be rappers. That that's still the case for them as well. Oh yeah, that's why they doing it. That's the drive. Oh. Your nuts still oh. hanging on barely by a string. I don't need pussy. I'm in for the money. The pussy's already there. That's oh right. yeah. Yeah. I'm not here. Pussy's everywhere. It's free for me. Right. So it's all yeah, about it, the money. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell uh, yeah it, it's free for everybody, but a lot of niggas say that, but shit, I done broke a whole lot of motherfuckers talking about they ain't paying for no pussy. If the right one come at you, man, shit, then shit, you even see priests going out in their pocket. Yeah. All righty then. So... <laughs> <laughs> heavy dose of Eminem this evening, but I I love it. I love it. Been missing. All right, everyone. Well, uh, I appreciate you all taking the time to join tonight's show. And Dr. Hopefully, we can get you in a little earlier next time. And oh, yeah. like I said, Tony, don't be a stranger. We'll be back on same time next Tuesday, which will be no. what? What? That'll be five o'clock. Pacific time? My time. No, I was six, seven, eight, nine, yeah. Six o'clock or something? Yeah. Okay. So don't be a stranger. But um appreciate you all taking the time to join the show. My thanks to thecrystalshow.com, um, 100kinvesting.99.com, divine2protect.com. That's divine, the number two, protect.com. And uh, found out Caitlyn Jenner's show, show got canceled after two seasons, so I guess that's worn off. Um, I have a song to play this evening by Sorrentos Malosia. And also, I want to mention, um, before we drop off, just you know, thoughts and prayers going out to those who are affected by the flooding going on in Louisiana and parts of uh, southwest Mississippi. Um I know a couple of people who have been affected. I know a young lady who um, her house was, you know, basically underwater and her and her three kids lost everything. And um, so it's a shame that uh, the things have been happening the way they've been happening. Um, you know, the ocean right now is at 90 degrees, which is five degrees higher. I think than last year, I think it's the hottest it's ever been. And all that water is just evaporating and going up into the clouds and basically coming right back down. Um, I know we've had rain here pretty much every day for, I don't know, going on the last almost 12, 13 days in a row maybe. Um, But it hasn't been enough to flood our area. But just be sure to keep those people in your thoughts and prayers in Louisiana and parts of Mississippi. But um, Sorrentos continues releasing a new song and music video every month in 2016 as he unveils his highly anticipated third album. The CD will expand upon his unique signature that 
merges 80s rock with modern pop rock music while continuing with edgy experimentation. Fans and fellow musicians marvel at his humble down-to-earth demeanor, his dedication to his mission, and the wealth of free content, yes, that's free, that continues to drop every month along with his contributions to charity. So tonight's piece is appropriately the name DigiCheat. And that's spelled D apostrophe J A and cheat. So, without further ado, Sorrentos Malosia. And um, you can check him out at Malosia.com, M E L O G I A.com. Or you can search Twitter and Facebook for Sorrentos Malosia. And the first name is S A R A N T O S, Sorrentos Malosia. Everyone have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow if you're into sports. If you're not, I got another relationship topic for you next week. We talked about cheating this week. Next week, we'll talk about do you take a cheater back? Everyone have a good night. Here's Did You Cheat. Peace out. Ah. Uh-huh.
cheated on me? Well, who cares?